0: Welcome, everybody, to your AEW Dynamite review for July 21st, 2021. And this week, it came from Dallas, Texas. Gosh, it feels so good to say different cities every time now. I know, so, we're, so good. We are still on the road. Let's keep it on the road. Um, yeah, Fighter Fest night two. It was an eventful night. An eventful <laughs> night for sure. Especially for your boy, John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, that that main event was something else. When when you think Texas Deathmatch, they deliver on these stipulation matches. I guess that's where I'm going. When yeah. you, when they say they're going to give you something, you, you were starting to get that uh, barometer of what yeah. to expect from these matches. And so tonight is another one that really set in stone what to expect when you get these kind of matches they mm-hmm. delivered. But before we get started, let me remind everybody to check out all of our content that comes out each week. We do Dynamite reviews, obviously, because you're listening to a Dynamite review right now. Uh, we also do topic discussions, uh, Q&As. Uh, we will have Rampage reviews when Rampage starts. We preview and review uh, pay-per-views. And we also occasionally do interviews. So keep eye out for all... Occasionally, one time, one time. Gosh, you always got to bring that up.
1: Throw it no, in it's our just face. You, it's just, just, it's just when you say occasionally, I'm like, once.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> there was one occasion. There was one occasion. So that kind of makes it occasionally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the thing is, though, is there'll be more.
0: There will be more. We're, we're, we're going to get more.
1: Uh, we're working the promise on it.
0: From, the promise <laughs> we're making. So, yes, look out for all that content that we put out each week. Also, don't forget to follow us. On the Twitter, you can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. The Beard. You can follow me at Let The Beard Play, and you can follow Sarah at Strange Underscore Pixie. Yeah, can also, mm-hmm, you? Can also don't forget to follow us on Spotify or whatever podcast platform you're listening to a song. Uh, hit the follow button or subscribe button, whichever one you see. Either one, either one's good. Either one works. So yeah, uh, Sarah. Yes. Are you ready to talk some dynamite? Hmm.
1: Yes, let's go.
0: (laughs) All right. The show's kicked off with the first of five labors of Jericho. Well, we assume there's going to be five labors. uh, Because if he loses one, then it's over with. But he didn't (laughs) lose this one. Uh, This one was uh, Jericho versus Sean Spears, uh, a match picked by MJF, which is the whole point of this, these five labors. MJF gets to pick each of these matches, and Jericho has to get through them. And this first one was Sean Spears, and uh, he could use chairs, and Jericho could not, and that's exactly what happened in this match. Uh, there's a lot of chair shots, uh, a lot of uh, Sean Spears going after Jericho's arm. But in the end, this is what happened. Uh, Spears went for a chair-assisted C4 but Jericho got out of it and sent Spears headfirst into another chair that was set up in the corner. Spears popped out of the corner and walked right into the Judas effect from Jericho. And as we know, nobody gets up from the Judas effect. So one, two, three, and Jericho survived the first labor, uh, put forth to him by MJF. But the biggest use coming out of this is what happened after the match. MJF, Made an announcement that made my jaw drop. Your jaw dropped.
1: I felt the earthquake of everybody's jaw dropping.
0: (laughs) Insane. Jericho's second labor will be a no rules match with Nick freaking Gage. Oh my God. Holy moly. Okay. Sarah. Yes. Calm me down from this. One. Uh, is, is this as insane as it sounds like it is? Chris, Chris Jericho versus mm-hmm. Nick Gage. It's mm. like I, I don't. It took me a while to process the for my brain to fully process how that could even happen, and I, I'm still not fully processed. I don't really have no idea what that's going to look like. I just can't picture a match with Chris Jericho and somebody like Nick Gage because Nick Gage no. is insane. He's a madman.
1: Yes. Um, I I have real big bones to pick of AEW when they do this to me, when I'm eating breakfast, because I literally was in the middle of eating my fruit, yoghurt and muesli, because I'm a healthy person. And I basically dropped my spoon into my dish. And as I stared at the screen, trying to work out, like, like you said, process it and like, you know, come to Mm -hmm. realisation, this is happening. My yeah. dog started licking the yogurt out of my dish, and <laughs> that was my breakfast over with because I ain't eating after the dog's at it. Um, so yeah, oh, so they, they, they ruined my <laughs> breakfast. Um, <sighs> after I had come around from that little moment, I was then like, mm. Oh my god, how what? This, oh god, will will he meet up with John Moxley as randomly as well, just like in the corridor? Mm. Um, yeah. Eddie? Oh my goodness. Like, I'm Uh, not saying that this is like a long-term thing, but if we can get some other like random things from it, I'm here for it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, will Chris Jericho survive? I don't know Mm. how. Um, (laughs) somehow he's got to get through this guy to Mm. carry on to get to MJF. How?
0: When, when we looked at the Spears matchup it's like okay yeah we Jericho's gonna get through this And not not knocking child Spears but you're like no. okay this is uh, he's yeah we're like this is like the second one that I'm like whoa how, how, are, how are they gonna book this yeah because uh, gage is uh and I'll, I'll just say this too and, and not from a storyline perspective or a, a booking perspective but just from reality I've I know if anybody's watched the the um, uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode with Nick Gage. Just go watch it before this match, uh, just just to get an idea. Uh, it, he he seems very uh, unpredictable. Um, like from from a real perspective, I'm not sure if I'm yeah. buying too much into the gimmick. Um, it, where where you don't know for sure, like a little bit of a loose cannon, like literally loose cannon, um, real stuff. So it's yeah, you know, so it's a little bit of like you put this dude on live TV what's going to happen. I think that's where a lot of the appeal comes in is yeah, I think people How will tune in to go. Yeah. But just what will he do? Because if it's live TV, it's kind of hard to stop a, a man from doing whatever he's going to do. in live you know, mm. it, it, pre-taped, I would feel a little safer, not safer. I don't think, again, I don't think he's going to do anything crazy, crazy, but you still don't know. You don't know. I yeah. mean, again, uh, so, so, anyways, that's that's a that's one uh, thing with 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 him, and he brings in a uh, a huge fan base too. Like yeah. I thought of Ben, Ben man, uh, big fan of Nick Gage out there. Yeah. I know you are. Uh, so I know I know I thought of him as soon as I saw Nick Gage. Yeah. I know Ben was going crazy for this. So, but also um, the
1: thing is, though, is with this being his second labor for Jericho. Yeah, if he wins, and I generally don't know how. But if he wins, where do you go from there? (laughs) I know. um, What do you do then? Just get him to fight a monster truck. I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know how you can go from Sean Spears, Nick Gage. What's the next level?
0: That's what's so great about this. When when they announced this whole storyline, I was like, eh. I think a lot of people, you know, not that it wasn't cool, but it's like, okay, well, he's got to just get through these these five things, and he's going to get Jericho. So, we, I mean, he's going to get MJF. So, we all feel like he's going to get through them. But, like, when you get the Nick Gage announcement, it's like, whoa, okay, now this thing is getting exciting. Well, because you know if with is. each one, it's going to be something crazy out of left field kind of thing. It's almost the match announcement is the yeah. intriguing part. What's, next? what's but next? You know what yeah. this
1: is, though? This is MJF and Jericho once again collaborating. And we've seen what's yes. happened before with this. I mm-hmm. I generally think they have, like, together, the two greatest minds that they've got in AEW right now for, from Possibly. a creative aspect. Not to knock anybody else. Look, I love pretty much everybody yeah. there. But for an yeah. actual creative aspect right now in 2021 in AEW, I don't know anybody who's even this good on their own, let alone collaboratively.
0: Yeah. Um, but it was, what's good is they're creative in different ways too, because Darby yeah. is super creative, but in a different way. It's like a whole different That's type of mean, creativity. That's like a, yeah.
1: a collaboration yeah. type thing. Yeah. yeah. Because Darby's mm-hmm. great as Darby Allen. But to yeah. collaborate this type of stuff. True. I mean, look at all the Jericho and Moxley stuff that happened. Look at the Jericho yeah. um, um, Moxley MJF stuff that happened. They seem to yeah. be in some of the biggest stuff with other people, um, but I don't know if you're going to mention now Jericho's response. But oh yeah, we can
0: we can, yeah. You want to mention? We can go so, ahead. We'll go and do that.
1: We're just going to skip the bit that this actually happened in. But so Jericho kind of was like having his back to the camera, and was being interviewed oh. by was it Alex Mar- Alex Marvez, and. Um, basically said, look, if you're going to bring him, I'm going to bring somebody else. And I was like, I didn't think you could just bring people in. <laughs> and he turned around and, like, the pain maker, it's like, well, that might be how <laughs> they get around it. <laughs> <laughs> that might be how they do this. Um, because MJF said on the ramp, you're not allowed any of your friends to come out, because Sammy obviously exactly. came out to um, mm-hmm. start off on, like, to get rid of toy type things. So yeah. the only logical way that Jericho has a slight chance is being painmaker.
0: Uh, uh, true, and that that's a it's a perfect uh, persona to bring in for this type yeah. of match. Um, I know you like the jacket with the spikes on it. That's right. Yeah, I'm jealous alley.
1: of the jacket. Um, I'm really jealous yep. of the jacket. I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: um, but something else to think about too is. Nick Gage is in a um, outside of AEW uh, mm. is in a feud with Matt Cardona yeah. right now. Um, not out of the realm of possibility for Matt Cardona to show up and affect the outcome of this match, and therefore would very, not be Jericho's would not be Jericho's friends helping. So yeah, that's another very, way to get around true. it. Um,
1: and especially that we know that Matt Cardona dips in and out of AEW anyway.
0: Yep, he's got friends so. there, Cody. So yeah. Yep. We all are friends, there. Possibilities, so a lot of things to mm. uh, to look for.
1: But also, this, just before uh, we move on, I just want to say, Psycho Sean Spears in the ring. Yes. Oh, my goodness. The,
0: the look guy, on his face every time he uses ba- the chair.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, whenever he uses <laughs> that chair, it's like he has this entire yeah. sensation that goes through his body that yeah. can only be matched yeah. with certain things in life. <laughs> and he just generally... <laughs> He I know what so, you're thinking of, yeah. and
0: I thought the same thing. I'm not going to say <laughs> it, but I did think I thought he, the exact same thing. He
1: generally looks so, like, satisfied with himself. It's just,
0: that's the best way you can put it. Without yeah, himself. that's the
1: safest way I can put it. But he just looks like he's just like, I love it. I want more psycho Sean Spears in the ring. Just yes. for that visual effect alone, just, because every he time he see- did it, Every time you did it I legitimately popped. I was just like, "Oh my god, this is brilliant." I generally yeah. felt like I should not be watching this in daylight. I was uh, like, okay. "Should be in a dark room with this on Mr. Spears." <laughs> but yes, um amazing match for uh, oh, Sean Spears on a chair. So,
0: yeah. we just got a new tea <laughs> t- we just got a new t-shirt that's coming out from shopaw.com. It's satisfied Sean Spears. Yeah. <laughs> Satisfied Sean Spears is the new gimmick we're going with. No more psycho. Yeah. All right.
1: Psycho satisfied Sean Spears.
0: Psycho satisfied. <laughs> so weird. The
1: S S S S. I think.
0: That that yep. works for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next. Move we on. Had... Move on. Moving on <laughs> quickly. Get out of this. It's getting get out of this. It's getting hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next we had a. Uh, had Miro, uh, the our the TNT champion Miro, he wants a challenger for his TNT championship in Jacksonville, Florida, for the homecoming show. He wants somebody to step up and challenge the Redeemer. Who will be that person? Um, you have any ideas? No. Does nobody want to. <laughs> I, I think I, that's going to be it. He just comes out to comes out to the rink, and like literally nobody comes out. That's that's yeah, the gimmick.
1: Just just stood there like, hello, anybody. Anybody. Anybody wanna play with Miro? Um, How cool would it
0: be for him to be in the ring and uh and then all of a sudden Darby's music hits?
1: Oh my god. Look, it would be amazing, but I I don't want to see it again just yeah. now.
0: Yeah. You don't um, want to see Darby I'll,
1: lose right now. Basically. Basically, I don't want to see him lose anything. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I don't know who it could be.
0: Oh, mm. you know, could they could they do this as another surprise? Uh, you think they will? They didn't announce his opponent. They uh-huh. didn't say mystery opponent or anything like that. Do uh-huh. You think they maybe treat this like kind of like Cody's open challenge, where you have somebody that's not signed by AEW get a tryout kind of situation. possibly. I didn't think about that until just now, Possibly, but the fact that but, they didn't announce the match makes you think that could be the way they go.
1: Yeah, but who?
0: Oh, I have no idea. Uh, who's floating uh, about could,
1: in obscurity?
0: Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you could. I mean, you could literally. You know, they have partnerships with everyone, so yeah. I mean, it could be somebody from Impact. I mean, you could. I don't know. I have no, uh, I have
1: no idea. Like. I don't even want to speculate on it because I want. If we speculate yeah. too much and go right, that could be it. And it's somebody like you somebody know else. from the indies that not everybody knows about. Um, yeah. Then yeah. I don't want to kind of. I don't want to happen what happened yeah. last week when I thought you know, Matt Hardy and Christian were going to look like they're in two thousand and one. So <laughs> um, let my lesson.
0: Um, this, this, <laughs> Thirteen year old Sarah. Settle down, 13-year-old Sarah. Yep. Yeah, she's always okay. excited. Yeah. Um
1: so yeah, so I have no idea.
0: It's gonna be Braun Strowman. That's who it is. Don't do not
1: even put that <laughs> into the atmosphere.
0: <laughs> uh, get these hands. Um, no. <laughs> uh, you're keep saying them keep them these hands. hands away. Keep them keep hands them
1: away. Hands out of AEW.
0: Keep your hands to yourself.
1: I'm gonna be so um, annoyed now if he turns up.
0: Max, <laughs> sorry if you're Braun Strowman fans out there. Sorry, it's
1: not. It, I always not. it's not <laughs> the not. guy, it's the character, and I found his character yeah. really boring in yeah. WWE.
0: Yeah, that's so. all I'm
1: gonna say. I feel like <laughs> I'm gonna get attacked every time I say I don't like somebody if I don't uh, no. say no, no. It's not. That's why I want to throw it out
0: there. Yeah, it's
1: the yeah. character.
0: But if we even you know we we all have people we like and people we don't. Uh, there's some people that I like and Sarah doesn't, and vice versa. Yeah, you know, is one of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is one of them you that I hate? No, <laughs> hate. Hate is such a strong word. Um, maybe a couple of tears under hate. Maybe. Tolerates. <laughs> yeah, you're I just tolerate you. No, I just you're all awesome. okay. No, thanks. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's all the compliments you're getting right now. Okay, um, so <laughs> next we had um, the matchup of Doc Gallows with my bestie Carl Anderson versus the elite hunter Frankie Kazarian. Mm. And this did not go so well for Mr. Frankie Kazarian. The numbers game was the story here. Uh, the numbers were just too much. He was, you know, obviously outnumbered. There's two to one out there. And a, a distraction by Anderson allowed Gallows to hit a huge sit-down power bomb to get the victory. And I was a little surprised. Uh, mm. I think a lot of people probably had Frankie Kazarian winning this. Yeah. Um, his first really big matchup with with the elite, correct? Or did I miss one?
1: Yeah, I, as far as I know. Well, on Dynamite yeah. anyway, because I've not seen. Yeah. So Why is singing, uh, probably. I think yeah. he's done something.
0: Yeah, that's right. They had the, the, the six man tag. I think he was in. Yeah, um,
1: but, but yeah, the, the first single.
0: Yeah, so I was I was a little surprised um, mm. with this one, but you know, it's set up really. What it set up was the the post match angle, mm-hmm. and that's when uh Kenny Omega and Don Callis came out. Um, they all surrounded Frankie in the ring, looking to really make an example of him. The elite hunter was now the elite hunted, according to Kenny Omega, with mm-hmm. a little help from Don Callis. He couldn't quite figure, out, figure out how he wanted to word that. Callis had to I give him my hand with it. I that.
1: It was so that was, good.
0: It was. It was. It was. Kenny um, Omega's
1: character is such an absolute. I'm trying to think of a nice, yeah. not nasty word I can use, but such a uh, meh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I can just make a word. <laughs> he's,
0: um, he's just playing like a caricature of... Uh, of
1: a caricature. <laughs> you know what it's like? It's like, you know, like a stereotypical movie, like, um, like a gifted kid, right? Uh-huh. They get, like, you know, mentored by somebody. And yeah. like, as they grow up, they're kind of like shielded. Um, and everything and like protected and you know basically given handouts and all this type of stuff to help them out and everyone works kind of around them for them but they don't see it as that and then when the gifted kid kind of messes up or you know say they're gifted at piano but like they lose a finger and they can't play piano anymore people start to go away and they're left on their own and they don't know how to function in society that's Kenny Omega (laughs) I know that's a long-winded
0: wow. explanation of what wow. I'm trying to get to, that,
1: but that's Kenny Omega.
0: <laughs> that sums it up. There you go.
1: <laughs> it's it's so true right though now. because he needs he needs Don Callis for stuff. Oh, well, it's true. He yeah, he needs Don Callis for stuff because Don Callis has made him rely on him.
0: So now yeah. he thinks
1: he needs him. Now, if you go back, you know, to this time last year, Kenny was perfectly fine. On his own, yeah, with Hangman, you know, wasn't having yeah. any issues cutting promos or anything. All of a sudden,
0: what you come alive with he... somebody, but you, he didn't win that championship until Don Callis was around either.
1: That's what I'm saying. So, that yeah. makes that sense. Mm-hmm. That he yeah. now thinks he needs Don Callis.
0: And True. Don yeah, Callis he's quite he's kind happy.
1: Of is quite happy for that to happen, why Kenny brings in the money but when Kenny starts bringing the money
0: So Kallus is is happy with Kenny thinking he needs it Yeah, that's it Yeah,
1: Kenny is a money cow
0: Um, (laughs) But but what we needed uh, during this was for Hangman to come out and handle business and that's pretty much what happened here When that
1: music hits Uh, now, it just sounds so much better
0: Yes, yeah, Hangman so, you know, they, they got Frankie Kazarian Surrounded in the ring. Uh, they're about to punish him some more. And that's when Hangman's music hit. And the roof just came off the place. Yeah. Uh, Paige strolled out, though. Didn't come running out. He strolled out with a drink in his hand. <laughs> and Callus uh, uh, quickly let him know that, that that he was outnumbered, which is obvious. Uh, but uh, Hangman didn't seem bothered by it. He just kind of handed Callus his drink. And then went after the elite anyways. Because uh, that's what cowboys do. He did some cowboy shit. Uh, But eventually the elite gained the upper hand until the dark order ran out and restored order, uh, sending everybody running except for my bestie, Carl Anderson, who unfortunately took a series of moves from the dark order, capped off with a buckshot lariat from hangman. And the crowd was so
1: beautiful set up.
0: It was, it it was so smooth and fluid. It was like, everything happened so quick and then boom, Mm. buckshot lariat out of nowhere. So Yeah. yeah, sorry, bestie. Uh, it took the brunt of this one. So, so, yeah, how did you like this whole hot angle?
1: This uh, with, was with such it, really? a good um way to show, like, the progressive hangman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because to begin with, when he first hit the road, he couldn't – he could come out, but he couldn't get in the ring. The second time, he came out and he got in the ring. This time he came out, got in the ring, beat a few people up, and did a bookshop. Larry, like
0: it, he's, yeah. he's there, he is getting there. It's, it's taking steps, uh, more confident each time Still with a drink, uh,
1: but taking steps. Yes.
0: And which, which you know, we, I think we're both, and everybody is under the impression that hangman in the dark order. Are going to win next week, But the the match is officially next week. It's going to be a fight for the fallen. Can I in, just say, uh, Char- Charlotte, North Carolina? Yeah.
1: Before before they announced where it was going to be, where the when the match was going to be, obviously oh, so that was at the end. Uh-huh. Yeah. My brain went be next week just for Justin Roberts. To go North Carolina.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I've been waiting for them to get to North Carolina oh, no. just to, just to hear the crowd reaction. It's to just that. Like
1: they set that up. Months ago, just for that one spot.
0: we got to get uh, it going,
1: guys. So it looks legit. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're taking our time <laughs> to get there, but we're going
0: slow. Build to North Carolina, man. It's going to be can great.
1: Imagine what the crowd uh, will sound like.
0: Yeah, and so we 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 assume that Hangman and Dark Order are going to win. It feels like they have oh. to, but it also feels like Hangman needs to take a step back too. He's gaining that confidence you yeah. think he's going to get this win? Something's got to happen to mm. um, affect his confidence again. So I'm wondering if we're not going to get something um, detrimental that's going to happen af- post-match after they win. Do you know what uh, could gonna... happen? Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know what could happen? Is Handman gets taken out of the match. Because it's an elimination match, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah.
1: So he could get taken out first.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then and then him have to watch him win it? By Kenny. Oh.
1: Then he'd have to watch Dark Order finish it. And then afterwards, they could set it up where he gets a beat down by the elite and then in kayfabe injured. Huh. So much so that he doesn't lose the match. Therefore, he still has his opportunity. We don't lose that. Yeah. And that's one way to protect it, but to knock his confidence again.
0: But it's and it puts things in question too, where Kenny can then yeah. do the whole like you you talked about the whole boo boo mm-hmm.
1: stuff like he did yeah. to uh
0: the Moxley yeah back when that feud first started.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh yeah, you know you know we we did the whole sort of fancy book this on, on a yeah. previous episode. If you haven't listened to that, go check out our episode of uh the Super Elite versus Hangman the Dark Order. Yeah. But we didn't mention this. Uh, no, we did no, some booking ideas.
1: This is another way around it, I would have thought. Yeah. If you I like that, knock, too. If you want to knock Hangman's confidence, but don't drop his title opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Because something's got to happen to his confidence. It feels like yeah, it, it feels <clears too> one <throat> more mental right hurdle he's got to get over. Yeah. It feels too perfect yep. now. It's like in any good movie you watch, and, and if you're halfway through Seem perfect, yeah. Uh, you know, there's gonna be a, a, a gonna tragedy be a or something rolling. that's gonna <laughs> hit, yeah. So, we just you know, buckle up because we got we got one more uh, one more hump to get over before it's like we can really be like start. The survival movie out.
1: where the, the guy's running with his family and he gets his wife and child on the helicopter, and then he turns back around, can hear somebody shout his name, and the helicopter takes off. And he spent all movie trying to find them. He's found them. He was gonna to go to safety. And now he's got to chase a helicopter again. Just to reunite.
0: Chase the helicopter. So yeah. After... Loads of
1: analogies at the moment. <clears throat> I don't know what it is.
0: So, so <laughs> after next week, hangman may be chasing a helicopter. Uh, yep. With the dark order in it. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Get to the top off. <laughs> I knew you were gonna go there. <laughs> I knew you were gonna go there. <laughs>
1: that is so to true. the chapa, To the chapa.
0: Yeah. Uh, next, we had <sighs> Brian Cage with Dasha backstage, <laughs> but before uh, before Cage could really get a word in, they showed some footage from earlier with Taz, Hobbs, Hook, and the new FTW champion, absolute Ricky Starks. Oh, does it look so good on him? <laughs> it does. Ricky said he's going to have him a celebration next week in Charlotte for his FTW title win over Brian cage saying he's going to show up and show out. And cage says that works out just fine because he loves himself. The celebration. We're going to have fireworks at that celebration. Oh my Sarah. goodness.
1: Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> this is so good. I do love, I just want to mention that I love how, AW now doing these little feature <clears throat> segments within interview segments because it keeps yeah. everything moving along it's not like uh-huh. one interview and then jump to another interview because that wouldn't happen
0: yeah it keeps it tight um, yeah it does,
1: it does. Yeah. and we we i guess we find out what Brian Cage is going to be doing going forward next week
0: <laughs> yeah um something's going to happen yeah so we know we know we know Starks is gonna be there celebrating. We know Brian Cage is gonna be there. Um, so yeah. I'm just I'm interested to see where this goes. I, want, I'm Ricky interested th- his,
1: I want Ricky to have his security again.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have him surround in the ring. <laughs> and then um, just
1: Brian Cage is like not the one by one.
0: But I'm I'm interested to see uh what his celebration looks like. I mean, we've seen title mm. celebrations before. Not so crazy about how Britt Baker did hers with all the no. hamburgers. That didn't Whatever. Make any
1: sense.
0: But I am i have a feeling Ricky's is going to be really sassy.
1: Ricky's going to look sassy uh, in a sassy suit.
0: So I'm, I'm really interested to see what, what he pulls wait. out. I cannot so. wait to
1: see what he does. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm more anticipated for that than what Brian Cage does right now. Just because <laughs> I want to see what Ricky looks like with a title just to see what he does.
0: Yeah, you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark Order versus the Elite, but what is Ricky Stark's going to be wearing? <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Right? <laughs> world title, world title, you. whatever. What kind of blah, shoes blah, blah, is he going to have blah. on?
1: <laughs> FTW title. Oh, <laughs> uh, all
0: uh, right. It's next, yeah, it's where it's at. Um, next, we had. Uh, it looks like it's going to be the weekly uh, Wheeler, Utah show-off <laughs> match. Because, I, I mean, I love watching this guy. It, it, mm. it, it's apparent that they're wanting a spotlight put on what he can do because they mm-hmm. uh, paired him with Sammy Guevara last week. And yeah. This week, he's matched up with Darby Allen. I mean, you look at the two guys he's put in the ring with. So, mm. uh, uh, But I, I really want to – I'd love just to get more into why he's with um
1: Yeah, I think that who, really needs to be explained. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: it, it feels like he's kind of taking Trent's spot right now. Uh, mm. but it would be cool to have some, maybe him not have a match next week, but maybe get a backstage segment something oh, something entertaining, just to kind of show off his character a little yeah, bit, because, maybe give a little bit of background there because yeah.
1: they keep saying like that he is like the best friend's protege and all this type of stuff mm. I don't know how what type of classes Orange Cassidy teaches <laughs> um, because <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: Because whether Utah, I don't think he has pockets on his pants. I'm pretty no, sure not. Maybe, so.
1: maybe Orange Cassidy's classes are how to meme yourself. <laughs> you know, don't wait for other people to meme you. You meme you. You meme
0: you. Um, yeah. you, meme you. <laughs> you,
1: you, uh, you I try and say that really you, fast. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> not gonna do it. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I I want to I want to know more. Um, I get that yeah. if the if it's not something that's going to be long standing. Um yeah. then they may want to hold off a bit. But if Trent's going to be out for a while and he is kind of not replaced, but kind yeah. of like in that spot for a bit, we do need a yeah. bit more information. And also, I know like putting him against like Sammy Guevara and Darby and everything is like elevation for him. But surely yeah. this guy needs to win as well on like a dynamite.
0: Yeah. True. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to have to get a win somehow. But it, it almost feels like, though, that they where before uh, you would see like Darby or Sammy in Wheeler Utah's spot, you know, earlier mm-hmm. in the in the yeah. early days of AEW, where they were paired up against people like uh, um Cody or Jericho or somebody where. <laughs> You know, it can kind of you're showing off what Sammy and Darby can do against yeah. the veteran. Now it almost is like Darby and Sammy are getting treated like the veterans yeah. in AEW, where they can now shine Utah. You know, give them mm-hmm. the shine a little bit. So it's kind of it's kind of cool seeing that. But yeah, but anyway, in this in this match, so Darby got the win with the coffin drop. Um, which, you know, the outcome was never in question. But that's not what everybody really was talking about after this match. So what what was everybody talking about?
1: Um, was it Sting and Orange Cassidy having a fight? <laughs>
0: That's what it was. It was Sting's brutal attack okay. on Orange Cassidy. <laughs> His unprovoked attack. I don't know why he attacked Orange Cassidy in such a brutal way. No, but that was, that was brilliant. That was-, it was
1: so good. I was so <laughs> excited to see if they were going to do something. Because I basically felt like if they don't do anything, it's a wasted opportunity. And to you, be in that, you to be, Yeah, to yep. be in that crowd when that happened must have been amazing. Like, oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm not, like to all the people that don't like watch AEW, not even wrestling, but AEW would be like, why was that so amazing? Look, if you don't like AEW, one why listen to this too, um, it just was. Um,
0: <laughs> we still want you to listen. We still want still you to listen. Like to listen but, but why are you? But really, why are you? <laughs>
1: um. <laughs> But it was just brilliant. And um the little running up thing. Oh, God. Like, seriously, yeah. book a match because Sting will be fine. Yeah, <laughs> Just
0: seeing Sting exchange lazy kicks with with Orange Cassie is, again, they, they keep giving us these moments we never knew we wanted until we yeah. see them and now we, we're glad we had them. And this was one. And seeing Sting, like, really weakly beat his chest but that <laughs> was know. the cherry was so on top <laughs> um it was great yeah just a, but it was it was funny too because like it, it it wasn't going to but it felt like it almost lost darby the mask because darby was watching in darby the background
1: noise
0: like, like what are you doing really
1: frustrated like, he did for a second
0: i thought a minute, is how the yeah yeah
1: yeah it seems like like tiny little mini seeds get planted every now and again between these two.
0: Imagine that! Of all the things that <laughs> could cause a breakup between Sting <laughs> and Darby, it's Orange Cassidy. Who I mean, would have thought? thought? This is the beginning of the end for Sting and Orange str- and Darby. Stranger isn't
1: things have broken people up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I legit think I once dumped a guy in like high school when I was like thirteen because. He wouldn't like. He didn't like me talking wrestling and talking about Matt Hardy. So I just like dumped him on the spot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You dumped a guy over wrestling? Yeah, I was like thirteen. Like wrestling,
1: wrestling at that point in my life was literally what I had with this one girl that I was friends with, and like it literally consumed it. Like we generally like was like talking wrestling nonstop throughout school. Yeah. and this one guy was like i don't get it like who the hell's my heart it always <laughs> happens it's like you just don't get me
0: it's over uh, <laughs> what would what would complete this like is if that if we find out now that that guy was so in love with you that he <laughs> he took the rest of, <laughs> let me finish he took the rest of his life and dedicated it to becoming a pro wrestler it's all right he's <laughs> an
1: RIF pilot <laughs>
0: Okay, so that's over with. Okay, right? never Binary
1: mind. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. so like, um, Stranger th- strange Things have brought people up, I was <laughs> just saying. Like, um, okay, true. It was like only for a week we were going out, but you know, it was really important at 13. Uh, um, was, hey,
0: at 13 a week is like forever. Um,
1: yeah. But not not okay. just, not just Sting and Orange Cassidy. The blade. <laughs> oh, yes. Came out. Yes. And not mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy with the
0: brass knuckles. Yeah. He took him down with the brass knuckles. Um, like, decked him. Floored him. Yeah. Loaded punch.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're
0: going to be facing later. But that put into question whether Orange Cassidy is going to show up for that match. But mm-hmm. we knew he was going to, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take
1: more than that to put O.C. down.
0: So... Uh, Next, we got a video package hyping up the IWGP U.S. title Texas death match between Lance Archer and John Moxley. And to uh hyped, AEW,
1: thank you. Yeah.
0: And then we, they also showed uh, Hikaleo of New Japan <laughs> uh, in the crowd, which that was a little foreshadowing of uh-huh. what announcement would come later. You so, yeah, legit knew the, the reason
1: why he was there, uh, what was going to happen anyway.
0: We knew something was coming. We knew something was up. You don't just put people yeah. in the crowd for nothing. Nope. Nope. But you didn't know, you know, when they announced, they eventually, we'll just get to it, they announced later that he would be facing the winner of mm-hmm. uh, Lance Archer and Moxley next week at Fight for the yeah. Fallen. So he's going to be facing one of the two, you know, it could be Moxley, uh-huh. you know, it was still, still up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, a nice, nice touch though. But next, we had the women's title match. What's this? What is this? The women's match like, at the top not of the hour.
1: Second to the last. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun.
0: Yeah, Nala Rose versus Doctor Britt Baker, D.M.D. for the AEW Women's Championship, and uh, this is the finish. Nala hit a beast bomb. On Baker and I thought for a second it could be over like I it, I think we all knew Baker's gonna keep it but every now and then they'll pull these things in the middle of a match yeah. And I think is something happened is Baker injured and they're gonna go yeah, to a yeah, finish yeah. now or, mm-hmm. so that's kind of what I thought she hit this beast bomb and it was a 2.9 it mm-hmm. was a really close uh, near fall and after that uh, uh Nala went for a second beast bomb but Baker got out and took Nala to the mat, locked in the lock jaw, forcing Nala to tap out. Britt Baker retained. We all knew it was going to happen, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Although I
0: was kind of worried for just a second. So, yeah. Britt Baker retains the title. Pretty good match. Pretty solid match between them, even yeah. though we weren't, both of us weren't super crazy about the buildup. Yeah. Um, but hey, I thought they put on a good match, though. So
1: it was think? a good match. It wasn't anything, no. Kind of to like, you know, make headlines for.
0: It, no. It's uh, one of them
1: that I was just like, yeah, let's do it and then we don't need to put nylon here again for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. I was happy that it wasn't kind of dumped at the towards the end of the show. Um
0: mm-hmm. they yeah, deserved that good.
1: spot. Yeah, it did. It was good. Yeah. But I'm just happy that we've can move on from that now and just see what Brit Baker's gonna do with this title because it should please actually pick up now because it just feels like it got yeah. stagnant with the Nyla stuff. No disrespect um, to Nyla or anything, but I just no, no. I want to see what Brit's going to do with this title.
0: Um and I'm really interested to see who the next uh challenger is going to be.
1: Mm.
0: Yep. We shall see where it goes. Um the another matchup and this is a matchup we've really been waiting to see. Um and they had a press conference for it. It was a press conference between Proud and Powerful and FTR. FTR says they respect that Santana and Ortiz have similar backgrounds to them but have zero respect for them as men. Ortiz thinks FTR are just a pit stop on their way to gold, and that's what we think as well.
1: I agree with you, Ortiz, yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. But Santana got real, like talking about yeah. all the things that his mom went through raising him. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's one of these things where, yeah, it's wrestling. Yeah. This is a mm-hmm. promo or, but you can bring reality into that yeah. where it, it brings that grit to it where you can really, uh, that you think a lot of people could probably relate to his story. Yeah, so, 100%. um, yeah. Um, but Dax said only, th- there are only three things that he cares about. God, family, and wrestling. They're going to beat their tails in Charlotte and handle business. So uh, so what did you think about this uh, this press conference between you, you really look at them as the two teams that are one of the two would move on to face the Bucks at some point. Yeah. Although they're they're not there in the rankings but they're the two we really take seriously.
1: Yeah, 100%. And FTR have, you know, had the tag team moments Mm -hmm. and so I'm fairly confident they're not gonna if they get the shot I don't think they'll win it Mm -hmm. um what we basically want for um Santana Notties is whatever happens they need them titles in New York they need to get there
0: Mm. and that's you know it's a good point they could um you know, we assume that San—I I assume that Santana and Ortiz are going to go over in this match because the match is going to take place at Fight for the Fallen next mm-hmm. week. Um, getting there a lot quicker, I think. Did did you pick Fight for the Fallen as is for them to face when we were talking about it? I can't remember.
1: I can't remember because I'm just—I just was look thinking they something. were going to
0: face. I thought they were going to face it all out because I thought we were going to get them two facing and yeah. we're going to get. Uh, a tag team of the Dark Order versus the Young Bucks, but with this we could, you could have FTR go over in this, and then get a tag title shot, and then Proud and Powerful end up getting their shot in New York. That's how you kind of hold that off.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I think that FTR might go over just because they're from North Carolina. <laughs>
0: Ah, oh, that's right. That's right. We are gonna be in North Carolina next week. Yeah. I wasn't factoring that in. Um mm. they I just could. had to check that they're uh, from North
1: Carolina and they are. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like if they if they get the win, yeah. They could go on to face the books and lose.
0: Before all out, do you think? Whenever. Right all as
1: as long as Santana and Ortiz <laughs> yeah. are in that number one spot for um yeah. New York. The rest is logistics.
0: But you'd you'd still think to say if, if FTR wins this match, you would I would still think that Santana Ortiz would have to get that win back at some point to kind yeah, of But there's
1: uh, lots of other teams for them yeah. to get through. I yeah, mean, private, they could they could still have a rematch. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. private party are on there. Um, Varsity Blondes are on there. They can get yeah. through them. Um, I just think with North Carolina. The home state, it's just it'll be <clears throat> for for um, AEW, it might be a bad move, even though the heels not to give
0: them yeah. the win. Yeah. Or for them not to have the win. I'd be interested to hear the crowd reaction for Santana yeah, or there. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm that's... intrigued about because even even Marks, when we get to that match, even Marks got a bit of a like not a full blown heroes yeah
0: but because of lance so, archer exactly yeah, yeah. It, you're right i didn't th- i wasn't thinking about where they were that could play a, a part yeah. in it but again this is this is one of those matches that a lot of matches you look at on a on a uh, on a tv wrestling card you can predict um who's going to win those matches but this is one that could really go either way um mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people thought they had the main event of tonight show predicted and mm-hmm. you know that went another way too. So a lot of people did. Um so we will see. We will see. Um next we had a really interesting segment. Um, <laughs> Tony Schiavone with Andrade El Idolo. Yes. And Andrade had a surprise for everyone. He that did. surprise was Chavo Guerrero. Chavo is Andrade's executive consultant. I absolutely love this. Yes. Um, as a guy, I don't want to go too far into it, but as somebody who grew up watching the Cruiserweights in WCW in the mid, late nineties, I love Chavo. Um, loved him. Love watching him then. And I love seeing him in AEW now. He looks great. Uh, mm-hmm. But Chavo was fired up to be back in the ring in AEW, but he was interrupted by the death triangle and the pop for Pac, Penta, and Phoenix was amazing. I, I don't, I don't know if it was if it was just because all three were back together for the first time in in a while. Uh, But that place went crazy for them. Love that. Um, Pat didn't appreciate their names being in Andrade's mouth because they they, he said they hide from no one. But Andrade wants to talk to Penta and Phoenix. He didn't want to talk to Pat. He he wants to talk to Penta and Phoenix. He wanted to know why they work for Pat when they could work for him if they want gold around their waist. Yeah. But Pack informed Andrade that the Death Triangle is a team. They're a family. Phoenix let Andrade know that he and Penta are the real faces of the Latinos. And that Penta says, with help from Alex Eberhontes, Penta says Andrade is not on their level. Eventually, officials had to get in between them to keep them all separated before the whole thing exploded. Uh, but I thought this was really interesting that it looked like Andrade was trying to recruit. And yeah. and you know, because we, we question that what his intentions were, uh-huh. uh, but it seems like it's going towards a feud.
1: Uh-huh. Um, One move, chavo actually being in AEW means yeah. it looks like he's replaced Vicky Guerrero. Yes. With Andrade, which is the right move, 100%. Absolutely. No, no questions, no you know, ooh, is that a right move for me? No, it is 100% correct. Right, like, move. right um, move. It's another Guerrero, so it's completely fine. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, Thick it, it makes so guesses. much more sense. Um, mm. So yeah, so I was like, oh my God, yay. And he's, at, he's actually signed with AEW, according to Wikipedia. So Nice. Um, but yeah, back to the actual main thing of this. I genuinely mm-hmm. was like, is he trying to um like tell Pat to like not be with um Penta and Phoenix? Like yeah. he was kind of yeah. like gunning for him and I was like, Do you know who Pack is? Um I do <laughs> love the fact that <clears throat> I love how um, AW lets Andrade speak in his natural language. Is natural. Love that N- uh, his own language. Um, yes. And I love, love the it. back and forth between me and Alex Abahentes and Chavo when they were doing the different um, like translations between everybody. I was just like it's like a tennis match. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Pence's says and it.
1: then and then translation for from Shavu and I was just like and then just nobody speak Geordie like I knew exactly <laughs> what I knew exactly what uh, Pac was saying um, yeah. I spent a bit of New- time in Newcastle so I knew exactly what like, you know he was saying and stuff so I was just like <laughs> I, I can't translate Spanish but I can translate to English if you all want <laughs> I can do that bit uh, so yeah, yeah. so um, I, Pac says I, Pac says I want to know, like, if this feud is going to start up. How this is going to work? Because that's three people. There's only uh-huh. one in Who's he getting yep. his two?
0: Well, my an obvious choice because he's he's been seen with him a lot would be uh, Roosh, uh, former Ring of Honor champion, because uh-huh. he just dropped the championship to Bandito. Okay. Over there, I believe. So he doesn't have the championship anymore. Uh, he's mm-hmm. somebody I've mentioned before. That I think I I would like to see in AEW. So mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, that's somebody that could come in. Chavo may still be able to go. Uh, he may be able yeah. to wrestle too. Uh, but the thing that kept popping into my mind was every, there was a couple of times where Penta and Phoenix went behind Pack and were kind of talking behind him, mm-hmm. and I was thinking they're about to turn on Pack right now. They're about to turn on Pack. Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think that's what we're leading to? Is Phoenix and Pac turning... I mean, sorry, not Pac. That would be weird. Phoenix and Pac turn on Penta. That would just be (laughs) weird. Um, But Penta and Phoenix turning on Pac and joining Andrade in a new faction.
1: I want to say no.
0: Yeah, I want to say no, too.
1: Because I like this whole thing. And look, Pac's just come back. Like, what, a few months ago. We can't yeah. have it where he's just come back. I mean, Eddie took over <laughs> Death Triangle yeah. for a while um, and <laughs> messed it up completely from Death Triangle's point of view. Um, then borrowed Penta for a bit again when the other yeah. side of Death Triangle couldn't play. Bindle so bounced around a little bit. Four packs. <laughs> it's like, please, can I just keep my friends? Um, so, but, yeah, I don't, don't want to see any of that just now.
0: But what kind of, um, I guess if you're trying to get heat on Andrade, what if they, you know, if they introduced the the trios titles and we've been waiting for pack and Phoenix and Penta to be those guys. I Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have since they were formed You saw them as like really the first like real threat, you know, trios titles kind of guys. Mm -hmm. Um, What if the titles are introduced? And instead of them winning it, it's Andrade, Phoenix, and uh, Penta. And that just breaks everybody's hearts because you've been wanting, I mean, you've been wanting Penta, Phoenix, and Pac to be those guys, and then they leave him to go win Mm -hmm. the titles with Andrade. I don't know. Yeah. I don't
1: know.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't don't want to see him to break up either. But I I couldn't quit thinking about it. Every time that Penta and Phoenix walked behind Pac, I – man they're about to do it so if they're not going to do it if if that's not going to happen it would be nice for them to tease it at Mm -hmm. least uh, to maybe make us think that's going to happen because I think that it crossed my mind so I'm sure it crossed a lot of people's minds too
1: yeah
0: Mm. Uh, but like with so many things in AEW there are so many ways a lot of these stories can go and that's what makes it so awesome because we can't quite pinpoint where it's going no Um,
1: this is very very true
0: all right. So next we had uh, footage from earlier in the night where Christian Cage came out to the aid of Jurassic Express during an attack by the Hardy family office. So Christian, with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy with him, announced that next week it will be himself and Jurassic Express versus Private Party and Helico mm-hmm. to end the feud between Jurassic Express and the Hardy family office. Do you think this is going to end the feud between Jurassic Express, Christian, and the Harley family office? No. No. Okay.
1: It's wrestling. <laughs> what would you think of this? Yeah, It yeah. never really ever ends.
0: <laughs> it's not going to end.
1: They just put a pin in it and move on. It never <laughs> ends. No. No. <laughs> no feud is ever done. Uh, never. Um, yeah, this is interesting. I feel this is going to um, kind of lean more in towards the riff that's going to be set up with Christian and Jungle Boy Mm -hmm. Um, because something is a play and I've been waiting for Christian to go complete heel and one way of doing it is ruining you know, ruining them so
0: trying to break up a faction here huh trying to break up a team Uh, and uh, I saw it pointed out (laughs) yeah (laughs) way back machine way back um uh it was pointed out on twitter too that with the rankings that came out that jungle boy is one spot ahead of christian in the rankings Mm -hmm. thought that was interesting not to say that's going to play into anything but just saying it's there Mm -hmm. um so i know you've been waiting for christian to turn on him it's probably going to happen just a matter of when
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna feel really bad okay. if we're wrong and Christian has been—he's he's just a good guy the whole time. No, <laughs> we've been—we've been waiting.
1: <laughs> Have you ever watched Christian? Have you ever yeah. seen anything to do with him? He's never a good guy.
0: Okay. Oh, uh, but yeah, probably right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he admits it.
1: The guy admitted it. And you're like, I wonder if he's gonna be nice.
0: No, yeah. no, no, he's not. No. Um. So, uh, yes, yeah, speaking of not being nice, we had Alex Marvez next with QT Marshall. And QT says that live next week in the ring, he will give Tony Schiavone an apology for pouring his protein shake on his head last week. Which I thought it was coffee. I didn't realize it was a protein shake. So at least mm. it wasn't hot. We know it wasn't this hot. This is now. true. I mean, who, who drinks a hot protein shake? I don't um, know. Yeah, somebody, I'm sure. I'll drink that protein shake, but I mean, I'm not sure where this stuff's going. I'm yeah, really, that's my
1: that's my I'm, one issue with it. It's like, okay, so QT's done with Cody now, and now he's just genuinely being a menace. Like my yeah. for you, QT, is going.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's. I'm not sure what's up. You you feel like somebody's going to come out to save Tony next week? That's where it's, we're going to see what's next for QT. Then. Uh, maybe it's mm. Britt Baker. Britt Baker's going to come out and, <laughs> and yeah, defend. Yeah. Def- <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense. Like I'm just thinking, who would defend oh, Tony Schiavone? Know what? Britt Baker do you know what would. could happen? What?
1: Is Britt Baker could come out and defend Tony Schiavone? Oh. And a woman
0: Good. comes out Female to back members. up. Yeah. Oh, female member of the factory, maybe.
1: That we don't yet know yet.
0: Hmm.
1: And that way you could set up something for Brit to do.
0: And all of a sudden we care about that segment. We just talked yes. ourselves into caring about that segment now.
1: I know. We'll probably be
0: disappointed. <laughs> it'll, it'll just be that. QT pouring more protein shakes on people. Something. all right <laughs> they,
1: they wouldn't do that segment, I don't think, for being AEW. If it was... WWE, yeah I'd say, yeah, it's, it's for nothing. Yeah. But being AEW, there's something they've got to be Pumped setting it. up.
0: Something Especially
1: something. for them to do it at Fighter Fest. It's not just like a yeah. dynamite. It's a like special dynamite.
0: Yeah, and it's two weeks in a row we were mentioning this. We're kind of built yeah. to it. Although last week we are like, what? And now this yeah. week we are like, what? But you're right. It's got to mean something. It's leading somewhere.
1: It's got to.
0: So... Yeah.
1: NTK, we keep, trust.
0: Keep an eye on this one. Mm. It might be, it might be sneaky good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, next, we had the matchup of the blade versus Orange Cassidy, and in the end, we had the bunny. Uh, she tossed in the brass knuckles, which have been a, a staple for this 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 feud between the blade and Orange Cassidy. We saw them earlier in the show. But the blunt, the blunny, the bunny tossed in the brass knuckles. Blade got him and took a swing at Orange Cassidy, but he dodged it and connected with an orange punch for the win. Uh, After the match, Orange Cassidy got those brass knuckles himself and KO'd the blade with the loaded orange punch. What did you think about this match?
1: I, this was good, but what I'm interested Mm -hmm. in is the bit in the middle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where uh, uh, Chris Statlander ran down and there was a bit between the bunny and her. Yep. And then Orange Cassidy. Um uh, I think the blade put Chris Statlander in front of him when Orange Cassidy jumped through the ropes.
0: Yeah. He and then a bit of a he some, mm-hmm.
1: somehow managed to get the bunny then where the blade knocked her down. And yep. and I can't remember who said it but went. Her ears popped off.
0: <laughs> it was, I, was it Tony? I think it was Tony. I think Tony. it was
1: Tony who went, she dropped her ears. Popped her like, ears. What? <laughs> but then I understood. Just a what random meant. thing. I just don't. Then yeah. I understood what you meant. I was like, oh, ears. Yes, ears. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I'm wondering if this is how this would be really smart of AW as well. Smart. I can see why some people may have an issue with it, but smart from my view anyway. Mm hmm. Is this is how they may be building up women's stuff. Yeah. To get the feuds rolling because because they can't they can't just happen out of thin air. AEW doesn't like it when someone walks down and goes, I'm challenging you for that title next week. Yeah. Because that Gotta makes make no sense. sense. But for them to make sense for them to be with in other segments, all right, they're with guys, but um for them to build something, yeah. you've got to start somewhere. And this seems because this happening here, we think we may be getting it next week with the segment with QT and Tony Giovanni. Yes. It just seems to be they've got to start somewhere and uh-huh. this might be where they're starting. Because the back on the road yeah. now and everything has been like, the dial's been turned up well high on everything. Everything's bigger, yeah. louder. Everything's moving back at a normal pace. Um, yeah. it just seems like I said, everything happens for a reason. AEW, so when you yeah. think, Why oh, is that happened? There's probably a reason behind it in a few weeks. You go, Oh, yeah, uh, Do you remember when,
0: yeah. And it's not a bad idea, uh, no? with getting a women's feud, um, uh, really spun off of this, no? especially if it's because you know, let's face it, Orange Cassidy versus Blade, it wasn't exactly a really hot angle it wasn't no. like a hot feud where you're like oh you know i can't wait for this match yeah but if you use that as a vehicle to spin off a feud and you really put the focus on the women's feud yeah. and make that the hot angle that spins off of it yeah. then i'm okay with that like if yeah. you just use uh, yeah a popular guy in orange Cassidy, to help yeah. get this over and then make really the women's matchup the big deal. It was never really about Orange Cassidy and Blade. Exactly. It was really about getting to this. I'm okay with that. So. But
1: also, don't forget when they did the ma- mixed tag team, we saw a lot of between Bunny and Chris Stat- Um, yeah, Bunny and Chris Statland. Yeah. So mm. it it could have started then, and we just were a bit like about it because it yeah. wasn't so obvious. But yeah. it just feels like. Orange casting in the Blade is kind of the background to what's actually happening, although it seems like it's at the foreground.
0: Yep. So...
1: I mean, I could yeah, be wrong. I,
0: so now when, when we do get that Chris Natland or uh, bunny matchup, it will make sense. It won't just be a match that's completely out of nowhere. Exactly. So,
1: so if it yeah. happens and everyone goes, oh, this came out of nowhere, go back to listen to this. No, it
0: did. <laughs> 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 All right. Um... Yeah, next. Well, we already talked about this. We had Alex Marvez with Jericho, and that's when we found out that Jericho was going to be the pain maker next the week.
1: Pain maker. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, next, we had a surprise announcement via a video package that we're going to get Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black in two weeks at the <sighs> Dynamite Homecoming in Jacksonville, Florida. I can't wait. Did, did you expect that, though? No.
1: Do you know what? I can't wait. But also, I'm really annoyed Aw, Again, again, you keep making things bad for me in a good way. Like, how, how excited have I been for Malachi Black to do his in-ring debut? Excited for the gear, for the entrance, for the music, what it's going to be like, you know, all that yeah. type of stuff. And it happens uh-huh. next week, next week, and I will watch it when I get up, as I do always. Which is normally absolutely fine. Oh, sorry, in two weeks, which is normally absolutely fine. Normally, there's no issues. Uh But what is happening starting on Monday for two weeks that is going to make me watching this show really, really difficult? Oh, my husband's on nights again.
0: That's right. You can't scream. I can't do anything. (laughs) You have to watch it in complete silence. I forgot about that. Do you know what I
1: might actually Mm. do? I might take my laptop, take my phone as a source of internet, and drive to a car park somewhere and watch it there. (laughs) I'm generally considering this. Because me watching the in-ring debut of Malachi Black... In silence feels like a torture. I'm not ready for. <laughs> this oh, isn't fair.
0: This is great. You're going to be it's in a car great. somewhere. <laughs> no, no, not great. Not great. No, I didn't mean great. They, they t- do t- with though. one hand. They take with the other. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of funny though that you're going to have to watch this in a car, maybe. But no. Seriously, though, is it do you find it interesting, though, that they're having this match in front of the smallest of this back on the road? Because in Jacksonville, that's going to be it's not in front of any of the the biggest crowd you could have, because I think what's the capacity there? Is it like two thousand?
1: I have I don't know capacities. There's people, there's people.
0: Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's like a two thousand seat capacity as compared to. A lot of these, well, most of these are five thousand plus elsewhere. It just seems like a, you know, of of the venues you could pick. It just seems, uh, I don't know. It, that's what kind of hit me was like, man. But do you not um, think? Do you not think
1: this is kind of like a thank you to Jacksonville?
0: It could be. It could be. You could. You could. You could see it that way. Uh, yeah, because I mean, it's giving them a really big match, but. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, also, don't forget. I just. I, also, don't yeah. forget, he's signed with AEW. He's gonna to go to other places.
0: <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. I'm just, you know, it's like where you, you were talking about, you know, like a pay per view setting. Really getting that, you know, we talked about this on one of our previous shows about, one the first time you see that entrance, the music, mm. everything, like having that that big moment feel at a like a pay per view, like it all yeah. out or something. I'm not saying have it at save it for all out necessarily, but having that debut the first time that happens, having a 6,000 seat arena react to it is an indoor also because the sound sounds so different indoors Mm -hmm. instead of like the outdoor um, amphitheater setting with daddy's Mm -hmm. place. I love daddy's place. We all do, but I mean this acoustic wise, it does make a difference. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I guess I'm thinking the first time you hear all that, get that show, get that, that, that moment when he comes out, I would I just saw that with one of the five to six to seven thousand fan arenas indoors, that kind of thing instead of daily yeah, space. I Nothing is daily place.
1: I, I but, get that. Yeah. I get that. But to be honest with you, at this point, I don't care. <laughs> Malachi Black is debuting and I can't say a word. So everything else you're, to me is
0: pointless. You're like, he's debuting here at Jim's pool hall. Well, yeah. uh, I don't care <laughs> where he where he
1: walks out of
0: Let's see it. Let's see it.
1: I just have to like um, either be in a car or scream into a pillow.
0: <laughs> That's my problem. Oh, uh, but yeah, but I'm excited. Uh, excited either way. But it does. It does make me think that this won't be the the only matchup between Cody and Black. This uh, isn't, unless this they isn't have... a
1: one one match feud. Not yeah, a no. chance. It- I mean, I don't care yeah. if they do or not. He's in AEW. I can't give two hoots.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter what they do. Yeah,
1: it doesn't matter. He's, he's there. Right. I get to see him. It means potentially when they come to UK, I could see him live. So I don't exactly care. just exactly. why why in two weeks? Why not right. in three weeks?
0: do it That's right. He's gonna be working nights for two weeks, right?
1: Yeah, for two weeks. Yeah. Window. So
0: this is just this is just happening in that window. So yeah, yeah. That, that is that is. That's uh, unfortunate for you. Uh, yeah, I'm
1: going to have a work with but, my husband's company.
0: But, really but possibly, possibly entertaining for anybody else in that car park. Uh, could be entertaining. I'm
1: going to get arrested, <laughs> aren't I, from like, some crazy person thinking probably, that something's wrong with so. me. Probably so. I'm going to have to drive to like a mountain or something.
0: You're going to get up there and have crappy crappy service
1: they'll have bad internet so I won't be able to watch it so I'm (laughs) actually, I may just rent myself a hotel room at this point it might just be easier
0: (laughs) (laughs) got a hotel room just me and my wrestling
1: Yep, sounds good to Um, me
0: yeah Uh, so now we've come to the main event and oh what a main event this was oh my goodness Um, the murder hawk monster Lance Archer challenging John Moxley for the IWGP United States Championship in a Texas death match. By the end of this match, I mean, so many things were used. Both men were bloody. We had forks, we had trash cans, kendo sticks, chairs, tables, and barbed wire. And the tables and the barbed wire came into play for the ending of the match. Moxley set up two barbed wire equipment panels of wood on top of two tables that were on the outside of the ring. Then he attempted a paradigm shift on Archer from the ring apron. Archer blocked it and then choke slammed John Moxley off of the ring through the barbed wire tables. John Moxley at this point was was mangled, stuck in the barbed wire, could not get to his feet. Archer stood on the ring apron just looking down at what he had done, the carnage he had created. And the ref counted to ten. Moxley could not get to his feet, and your new IWGP United States champion is Lance Archer. I think any any problems people have with what Archer's doing, and uh, is he has he been damaged because of his losses? I think that's been washed away. Now, what did you think about this match? I know, I know it was tough for you. I know, I get it. Uh, Moxley's your guy. Yeah. But this, this match was something else. Both of these guys gave everything.
1: 100%. And look, I'm not to take my own credit, but I said this was happening.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, let me let me. – I'm going to go back. I'm going to make sure I would give you full credit on that one. <laughs> I'm going to – because, uh, true, I should have said that before anything else. You absolutely called this. You said Archer was going to beat Moxley. Yeah. I wasn't so sure about that. Wasn't so sure. Yes, I also you did. Also credit said credit that it makes do.
1: sense for him to have this because if he has this, yes, he can now work some New Japan shows with he something can. that people want, which kind of mm-hmm. informs what happened at the end. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean this is the stuff I know it's you know twisted, but stuff that I love in wrestling. Just stuff that's a bit out there, you know, you know, bit, yeah. bit messy, bit bit dirty, bit, you know, it was a bit, bit messy. bloody. Yeah,
0: in a good um, way, in a good
1: way. Yeah, it was. I loved it. I loved every second of it. And yeah, I'm good. He lost the belt because Mark's now has zero belts. Um, he
0: does. But at the same
1: belt. time, I'm all right with it because he didn't go out in via a microphone, he didn't go out. Yeah. In a standard match, he went out in something that I love to see him work in, like these types of matches. Um, I get such a kick out of them. I know, it's I'm weird. Um, but I wanna point out um somebody on Twitter. Um mm-hmm. at um, um I think it's Emilio Sparks or Emilio Sparks. Anyway, she uh-huh. tweeted Renee and said, Can we talk about this fork? Is there any silverware missing? I and mean, A tweeted back, We have excess of forks in the house. I'd never know. So <laughs> it did look like a fancy fork. It didn't it look wasn't, like a normal it was. fork. It looked fancy. It was a normal fork. Um, but I love forks. He, he didn't get it
0: from the Waffle House. No, no that was not how a Waffle he House. Just fork. went to
1: town all the time with that fork <laughs> and kept it in his pocket. It was just like, it, it's just like yeah. John Mozzie was walking around with a fork in his pocket. Um, <laughs> now it made me laugh because. One of my, my my best friend, she has a thing about um, other people's cutlery, okay? So mm-hmm. she she takes her own knife and fork to work with her. Um, she really? doesn't use it when she's out, like in a restaurant. Anyway, yeah. But she takes it with her. And I just yeah. legit thought, I'm going to be really nice to her from now on because I'm scared she's going to get her mm-hmm. fork out and start, like, hitting me in the head with it.
0: Um, head with
1: it. I may start carrying a fork of my own.
0: Look, um, if you're afraid your case. friend might jab you in the head with a fork, I think you need new friends. I think yeah, that's she's,
1: she's lovely, but I wind her up on a regular basis, and sometimes <laughs> okay. she wants to like. Sometimes she just say words are not enough for you right now, and that's when I think she'd use
0: the fork. Okay, so it's more, him, just it's more your fault. It.
1: Yeah, it is you're afraid you might
0: prov- you might provoke a fork attack. Right? Yes, yes, I okay. I probably okay. do on a
1: regular basis. Um. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I love this match. It was just so good. And also, John Moxley wasn't the complete hero in this. He technically no, he was, was the bad guy.
0: He kind of felt like he's playing the heel, the low blow. Mm. Uh, low mm. blow. I'm going to point out a spot in this match, too. The chair spot.
1: Let me mm. talk about the chair spot. Yes.
0: Oh man, he like set up Moxley uh, set up these chairs back to back. So you had the back to the chairs in the middle. He turned so around and Lance Archer slammed Moxley like back. His back landed uh, on the back of those chairs and they did not give. did I? watched else that like three Archer or four Archer times.
1: Back? Like, oh my God.
0: Yeah. Like that oh. legit
1: looked like you hurt. Um, I, I cringe. The facts in that match where like Mox put Archer down. And was like, Sir ref, ask him, count him. And then when Lance Archer got up, he was like, all right then, let's go again. <laughs> he looked generally annoyed that he just wasn't staying down. And then he just went back to the fork. And then he did some like, more yeah. stuff. And then he got more annoyed and you know, went back to the fork. Yeah, um, yeah what but, an amazing, amazing match. I I loved it.
0: <laughs> and, but it feels like anywhere else, not say anywhere else, uh you feel like a match of this, like somebody of Moxley's stature with the company mm. uh, would be protected to the point in other places where there would be shenanigans that would, it no. uh, would, it would create the outcome where the title changes hands. I love the fact that here we got a clean finish. Well, you yeah. know, it was, a, it was a, not a clean finish. There was crap everywhere because it was a mm. Texas death match, but, Lance Archer won cleanly. He he won mm-hmm. this title fair and square, clean, no shenanigans, and I love yeah. that. The fact that I'm not, you know, I'm not sure if this is something Moxley wanted. He wanted to be this to go over cleanly, and it would honestly seem like something Moxley would tell him. No, look, I'm I don't 100% want
1: saying yeah that Mox would say yeah. That.
0: He, didn't he come wants out to with put Lance Archer anything. over.
1: Anything.
0: Yeah, nothing. So, it just um, he lost fair and yeah. square, clean. I, I hundred percent think
1: it. that would have been Mox because no Eddie, no nothing. So I was like, "Where's Eddie?" And I was like, "Oh no, Mox has has got this type yeah. thing. Like he knows what he's doing." Um, the fact there was no Eddie was brilliant. Um, obviously Jake was there, but what's Jake on to yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he I knows. mean, this was great. And then at the end, when Lance turned mm-hmm. around, I was like, "Oh my god!" Now Lance is yeah. just tiny.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think Leo is, is Jeez. I didn't realize he was as tall as he was. No. Uh, yeah, he, he had a couple inches on Archer.
1: Because when he sat down, Impressive. he was normal height. Look.
0: Yeah, and he got in the ring, and I'm like, well, I, well, first I saw him stepping over the top rope, and I was like, <laughs> I was like is he really that big? A, oh, he is that big a dude. Lance
1: Archer. He is. Like, Lance Archer wow. now has to crane his neck over a bit. Um, yeah. So. Also, one spot I want to mention that I don't know. I think wasn't legit fan wasn't a legit fan but where lance archer picked up a guy in the crowd and just <laughs> <swung them off. laughs> yeah.
0: my, look, if
1: the look because shortly before that fan could you imagine the insurance the payout and everything yeah so
0: so yes awesome main event uh the outcome um I think a lot of people were shocked with the outcome of this match.
1: Um, Well, I wasn't. You weren't.
0: No, you you were not. Uh, But, you know, I'd seen a lot of polls that were put out on Twitter and other social medias, and most of those were in the 80s and 90 percents in favor of Moxley winning. So I think it it caught a lot of people off guard, Mm. which is is one of these surprises that it's a good surprise because I think a lot of people were happy for Lance Archer. It, for him getting this, I feel like he
1: deserves I, it. Yeah, but I generally was just like, it's just like a little bit, for me personally, like, I'd love to believe that Moxie was going to do it. Like, my heart yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, Mox, obviously, come on. My head was like, yeah. you've seen wrestling before?
0: <laughs> Think yeah. about
1: it. Um. So, yeah, that's why yeah. I ended up saying that I thought Lance Archer was going to win. And just because too many things lined up for
0: it not to happen. Good call, ma'am. Good call. Yeah, thank um, you. So next next week we have an, a a pretty oh stellar goodness. lineup for Fight for the Fallen. Uh, so folks in Charlotte, North Carolina, you are getting a treat if there are still tickets available. I'd probably go get them. Yes. Do not do not miss this. Uh, we are going to get Chris Jericho versus Nick freaking Gage. No rules match. Yeah, pain maker Chris Jericho, absolutely. Cannot forget that. Versus Nick freaking Gage. Yeah, the second of the five labors that um, MJF has thrust upon Jericho. We are also going to get Santana and Ortiz versus FTR. This is whoop, whoop. a pay-per-view caliber match. This is a hot one right here. Mm-hmm. A hot one. Also, Christian and Jurassic Express versus Private Party and Helico. That should be an enter- entertaining six-man match. Yeah. Lance Archer defending his newly won IWGP United States Championship against Picoleo of New Japan. Uh, we assume Archer's going to retain, but you never know. Never know. Never know. Also, the big main, I'm assuming this will be the main event of the show. I'm pretty sure we're safe in saying that it. It's going to be the Elite. Yes. The super Elite. Omega, the Young Bucks, and the Good Brothers versus Hangman out on Page and the Dark Order. And it appears as though it's going to be Uno, Grayson, Silver, and Reynolds of the Dark Order with Page. Yeah, the two according top to the graphic. in it. Yep, yep. Those were the obvious choices, I think, yeah. to be with him. So, come on, Hangman and Dark Order. We need this. Yes. We need this to go the right way, or a lot of plans are going to get jacked up. Uh, there's going to be a huge live event announcement from Tony Khan next week in mm. fight for the Fallen. So, yes, an awesome show uh, this week. An awesome show lined up for fight for the Fallen. When um, I have to be quiet, Sarah's going to be watching. Maybe the next next couple of episodes from her car somewhere on a mountain. <laughs> Uh, spe- especially in two weeks with the Cody Malachi like yeah. Black, she's just not uh, going to handle that one. Oh my goodness! So, yeah, a lot of fun stuff on the horizon. They just—it seems like just one hit after another. Um, yep. I'm not going to say one show's better than the other. They're just all so good. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to judge one so, one show better than the other because if they're all fun, oh, they're just all fun. They're all all
1: the shows now that were back on the road seem to be hitting like an eight every time for me, anyway. Yeah. It's like the yeah, lowest
0: number we going to <laughs> just solid and exciting moments that you don't expect. Yeah. That you, that you really don't expect. Um, just, and you, you just, you never know what's around the corner. You never know what's around the, around the corner and that's what makes pro wrestling. When it's good, like it is here, it makes it mm-hmm. so much fun every week. Uh, yeah. cause you literally don't know what to expect. So thank y'all for, for listening. Uh, to to us, go on and on about this episode of Dynamite, which was so much fun. Don't forget to check out all the content we put out each week: our Dynamite reviews, our Q and A's, topic discussions, Rampage reviews when Rampage starts, uh, pay per view previews and reviews, and uh, interviews when we can get them. Keep an eye out for all that content that we put out every week. Um, And don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, Y'all be good out there and be good to each other. And we will see you on the next one. Bye-bye.